Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There has been an awakening. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Have you felt it? Hello, nurses. This is Wacko from Animaniacs. And you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy Show. You know why? Because you're smart. See you later. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show Toys, movies, comics, and so much more The Riley and Kimmy Show And the more that you listen, the more that you'll know The Riley and Kimmy Show Welcome to episode 641 of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Right next to me is a person who keeps me out of trouble almost all the time. Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! Hi! Uh, hi, I am Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. Yes, I am, and thank you for checking out episode 641. If this is your first time here, your first time down the rabbit hole to the world of escapism, you found the place for pop culture escapism all the time. I mean, all the time. Some people can do a uh, you know podcast, an episode once in a while when they feel like it, or they can do it once a month, once a week. Oh, no, we are insane. We do it every single day, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Brand new ones, fresh stuff, all revolving around the world of nerdum, geekdom, freakdom. That is what the Riley and Kimmy show is about. So that means we do talk about comic books toys shows uh toys collectibles oh i mean just uh you know cosplay uh art uh, uh movies uh, uh the list goes on and on and on right uh-huh fun stuff old time radio golden age radio just anything comics did i say comic strips well i just did comic strips too wow yeah. A lot of things there, right, Kimmy? But none of that dark, boring stuff. That... Oh, no, no. And occasionally we do movie reviews. We let Kimmy do that, but we will not do the one that we saw earlier before sitting down for 641. Just will not do that. We're saving that for another time. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kimmy. Maybe we'll put that on 642. Don't know. We, we will have Kimmy's maybe movie review on 642. I haven't made up my mind yet. Okay. All right. So, but what we're going to talk about right now, Kimmy, is a good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show, and that is illustrator and sequential artist cool as heck what you drawing damn that's good yo you're a you're a real good drawer and he is a really good drawer isn't he kimmy yes yes he is now one of the things is uh cool was at wizard world fort lauderdale which uh, we attended and by the way, if you'd like to hear Kimmy's review of Wizard World Fort Lauderdale, we have that available on episode 640 of the Riley and Kimmy show. But Cool was there. He had a table. He was uh, you know, offering his materials. He was doing sketching and commissions and things like that. But he also did a panel about how to basically draw a comic book and get it published. And it was a really cool panel. And we'll have more about that in just a brief moment. But first... I'm going to say this. Cool is going to be in Florida at the grand opening of a brand new comic book store. And it's happening next Saturday. That's October 
10th, right, Kimmy? That's right. That'll be Viera Comics at their grand opening extravaganza. Uh, they have comics, toys, graphic novels, collectibles, and unique gifts. They have uh, two costume contests at 1, 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. And like you said, they're going to be featuring comic creators, Cool as Heck, Terrence Baker, and Jake Estrada. And that'll be in Melbourne on Wickham Road. All right. And they are very talented, each one of those, the trio there. And they're they're involved in the indie world. So it's really cool to check them out. And by the way, a big thank you going out to Peter, the owner of Fiera Comics, for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show and making us part of this big, fun event. Be sure to tell your friends about it. And be sure to tell them also about Cool as Heck. We're going to feature Cool as Heck here on this episode. Nothing against Jake. He's a friend. Nothing against Terrence. He's a friend as well. We're going to focus on Cool because... Well, he's going to be there, and this is an excellent opportunity for those who have never encountered Cool as Heck to get an idea about him, about, you know, the art. I know it is, you know, audio, but he does paint a very good picture. It's a fun panel, and we were very lucky that Cool said, hey, go ahead, record this, and make it part of the Riley and Kimmy show. I, I... I totally authorize that. Now, one of the things I want to point out, he has somebody with him at the table by the name of Justin. Justin is an art enthusiast, and this is a very special moment for Cool because I don't even think Kimmy knows this. When Cool was very young, when he was just a, a small little boy, he was at a Chicago comic convention, and that was back in about 1998, and Brian Michael Bendis, one of the biggies, had a panel, and Cool raised his hand before the panel started and because he couldn't get a, like a chair or anything. And he asked if he could sit next to him. And Brian Michael Bendis, this very talented artist, let Cool sit right next to him at the panel in Chicago. So Cool kind of did the same thing with Justin. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a cool kind of thing. It yeah. just gives you an idea what kind of guy he is. And by the way, he is very approachable. So when you listen to this, if you know somebody who is maybe a... Uh, you know, an artist who wants to get their material out, out or somebody who's very just really starting to, to draw or maybe somebody who needs a little encouragement, maybe it's yourself. Listen to this. He has great tips and just, I think he's a great motivator and just has a, a good outlook on life and he's a fun soul to be around. You will want to meet him. Now, even if you're not the person who wants to be a good drawer, you might appreciate art like we do. And he can mash up just about anything. I mean, I've never seen anybody like this. This will be somebody to check out at Vieira Comics coming up this Saturday. So let's just roll the clock back just a little bit to last Saturday. And that is at Fort Lauderdale, in Fort Lauderdale, for the Wizard World Convention. Let's check out Cool as Heck and his panel on comic books. Welcome. How are you guys? We're going to go around and uh, ask you how long you've been... So, no, wrong meeting. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not even going to that one because no one else needs to know that one. You got that one, you got that one. I am uh, Cool as Heck. Um, my last yes. name is... My la- Thank you, sir. Is he? Great. Oh, yes. Oh, great one. Ho, ho, ho. So, uh, I am an uh, independent comic illustrator, and what that means is I create, produce, and uh, distribute my own comics. Um, so I, come, I have a couple different ideas, and as I go through the, um, the presentation, I'll let you guys know. Pretty few before we get any questions, just shout your hand up, and 
Um, Justin will make something up now. And uh, may or may not, but. <laughs> what? These people want your full attention. I'm sorry. You're on a panel. You're on a Wizard World panel. This I'm, is I'm trying to bring in traffic. Oh, you, oh that you, you called them and said let you know that yeah, you were yeah, on the panel yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So cool as heck as and Justin. Um, but what I'm going to do is just go through how my process and what I do to create um, my comics. And then any questions you guys have and um, you know, what's happening, what's going on. I'll filter them for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So right here, um, why are you here? Right? It's like, I gotta represent my pinstripes. Um, the reason you guys are here is you've got a killer story idea, maybe. You need a little bit of help, and this is my steps to get out there. So I'm gonna go through and just tell you some of the things of what I do and how I handle it. It's not the, not the same way. There's some other folks out there who have done things differently. And of course, you can come chat with me. We're in, I'm in the uh, ILB 36. Um, where my table is and there's a lot of independent guys there and um, so you guys can come chat it up with me any questions you have and be more than the kind of guide you through I'll give you everybody a card too you know, any questions you have I'm always interested in get an email um, but and then the other question is why am I here why are you listening to me right because he's wise <laughs> like, wise I, like I'm like a, why are cartoon owls? If you draw a cartoon owl, they must have glasses and a graduation cap. Just like, come on in and talk about how I make comics if you like. If not, hey, it's a con. You can do what you like. Just I'm cool. I got Justin. I met. I met. I met. I met what did, he, did he have one too? The yeah. like, yeah, bye. Deuces. Um, oh, I thought he was coming back. I was like, oh, it's coming back. The reason I'm here is um, I'm chief brand officer of an uh, organization called the TC3. It's an organization based out of Minneapolis um, called the Twin Cities Comic Collective. It's actually 13 of us, and we're all independent creators. And we work together. We became, everybody hear me okay? Okay. We be, became a conglomerate, really, of a coalition of illustrators working independently, but we've come together and we were able to use that to get better rates on printing and work together. So it's like a team effort where you, I'm doing things by myself, but as a comic illustrator, um, it's really sometimes you're by yourself. You know, you're drawing all day. So it really works together with that. I am the writer illustrator of a book called Edenfall. Hollywood High Concept, this they call it, is like CSI meets The Exorcist. So it's kind of like voodoo noir, a little darker. I've got, you know, sample coverage, readers, coverage, you can't check. I'm an illustrator of a book called Brisbane Gaming. Um, the gentleman that wrote that is a gentleman called Lucas Munson, and Lucas is an amazing, amazing writer. He's also an English teacher, so he also corrects all my stuff as well. But he's, he um, did some mythology classes in college, so he took the stories of Odin and kind of melded them into more of a narrative where Odin wasn't a god, he was a dude that did a lot of crazy stuff. So it's kind of like him getting his Norse street cred. Okay. Um, I'm an executive producer of a book called Alpha X. Alpha X is actually where all 13 of us in the TC3 created a book together. So we have, in the group, we have writers, we have web comic guys, we have cartoons, we have comic illustrators. And we had the writers wrote the story. I took the uh, whole story and thumbnailed the storyboard, so I laid all the pages out. And then everybody in the book did different pages. So some guys uh, penciled some pages and another guy inked them. So like there's one page where I penciled it 
and then I'll, I'll explain what penciling and stuff means if you, anybody doesn't understand this. Go, the guy ate it. So on some pages, there's eight different guys that worked on it, and of course, there's samples on there. So basically, what I've done is I put out five, in one year I put out five independent releases, where I've done everything as I said before in the preamble, uh, soup to nuts. So how how that so far, Jess? I'm doing all right. You, you get some learning some, learning some stuff here. Always. Okay. So right here, this is uh, just some quick snapshots of the, my books. Uh, you know, my little thing I'm doing now is really ignite your sense of wonder with cool as heck. So I got Alpha X, I got Eden Fall, I got Prison Gaming. Um, so here's the covers of chapter one and chapter two. Um, Both currently available at booth 36, 36B. Who sank my battleship? Um, or B, B, 36, that's a bingo. I don't know any of you, glorious <laughs> bastards. That's a bingo. I should have gone over here and done that one. Um, then there's the first two issues of Prison Gaming, and then there's Alpha X, which is kind of like a nice retro, like 1950s B-movie science fiction kind of thing. Uh, uh, rockets and ray guns, we like to say. And then, hey, come on in. Come on in and just start, just give them the preamble about how amazing I am. And, and just order filet mignon for everybody. But yeah. you guys, I don't have any numbers. You I'm sorry, why? guys. Because he's cool as heck. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah, we get some. Uh, was that a uh, baked potato or a fries? Yeah, sour cream on the side. Sour cream Yeah, I always got to do that. Welcome, guys. But I'm just, uh, I'm cool as heck. That's me. Uh, and uh, just going through my books. As you can see, we kind of did a nice retro feel. We had the old school marble kind of corner box uh, with each one of us there. So we've got quite a, a range of characters. Um, but so basically what I'm what you're here to see, that's a preamble of me. Um, so you guys say, why am I listening to this guy for an hour? Or 45 minutes, I don't want to scare you to hours. Um, but it, from thumbs to print, so what I'm gonna do is gonna go through the different steps I use. I'm scripting story, Thumbnails, roughs, pencils, inks, colors or tones, lettering, edits, and print. So that's pretty much the big overview. So if anybody got any questions as you go, I don't, I don't wait to the end because by that time we all forget. Just throw your hand up, and you know, Justin will answer it, and then we'll see I'll if he's even for you. Well, we'll see, we'll see how you do in the question there. Okay. Do you mind? So, come on in, Glenn. That's no problem. That was, that was quite spider-like when he came in too. By the way, I like that. Um, Yes. Do you mind if I take pictures of your presentation? No problem. And, and also, too, I have no problem if anybody wants to email me, I'll actually email it to you as well. So whatever's, yeah, I've got no problem you taking uh, the photos. Recording. Um, actually, right, you know what, Justin? That's a good point. You are currently being recorded right now, I believe. David? Okay. Uh, we actually all are on a, uh, a podcast, a uh, geek Geek social media podcast called Riley and Kimmy, um, and they're actually um, recording this right now, audio, so any questions you guys have will be on there. So any of my dumb jokes, you can listen and laugh later, or make fun of me. Um, so yeah, so you guys don't have to worry about the recording, everything I say will be documented for, for America. Um, so I'm going to go through each one of these uh, processes and kind of go through a couple different ways to do it and kind of tell you how I do it. Um, so, script or story is done a couple different ways. Uh, one is if you're more of a visual person, which is more what I do, is I actually draw small thumbnails. So I draw like a comic page, but the size of maybe a baseball card. Um, and I actually draw the story out that way. 
Um, some people use what they call the index card method, where they take each scene that they want to happen in a comic and write on the index card. And they lay it out, like, okay, here's the scene when uh, Spider-Gwen takes a picture with Deadpool of a tiny Spider-Man in the back of the room. So, sorry, I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to be like, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I don't mean to be like a, a teacher. But, um, yeah, like that? Yeah. Thanks, Justin. This is, once again, folks, Justin. Um, or there's Marvel Styles. Anybody know what Marvel, heard the, the term Marvel Style before when you're writing scripts? Anybody, anybody? Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Well, Marvel Style is the way Stan Lee uh, wrote his comics. Basically, he would either call the, Excelsior, thank you very much, Justin. You would call in uh, his, uh, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, whoever he was working with, and say, okay, true believer, I'm not gonna say trying to, um, I want the Fantastic Four to be fighting a godlike character, um, and somebody, one of his characters came before him, and he's gonna try to eat the Earth. So that quick, paragraph of the story became Galactus. So he, uh, Marvel style is a quick synopsis of what you want the story to done, be done. And then the artist goes, draws it, and it comes back to the writer, and the writer writes the dialogue after they've drawn it. So that's that's what how, when you hear the term Mar Marvel style, that's what that is. Um, Prose is the way I work when I work with Lucas. Lucas more writes of almost like a story, as if he's writing a, a creative writing course. He gives me a little bit of direction, but it's really, uh, you know, Odin comes, in, comes out of his house and sees the Nidstang in front of his house. And the Nidstang is a um, ancient Nor Norse co curse, which is a severed horse head on a stick in front of his house. And he'll say the dialogue in there. So I know what the dialogue is as it goes along. And the final style is what they call full script, was uh, more of a movie script. I'm not sure if anybody's ever seen like a movie script. It's like, uh, it'll say panel number one, Spider-Man comes into the room and uh, sees Mary Jane trying on his mask or something like that. Next panel, and Spider-Man says, egad. No, what's what do you want to say, egad? What do you say? I'll give you the good Spider-Man. Oof. 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 oof, oof, you would say oof, 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 Mary, Mary Jane, that's it, Marianne, Mary Jane, you put me on the spot, thank you, Justin, but those are the different styles of scripts, I use more of a thumbnail method, I have a couple set ideas of what I'm doing, but since I'm, I'm an illustrator, and that's what I do primarily, I think more visually, some people, you know, it just depends on how you work, I, I know a guy that actually um, records his, all his, um, all his visual, uh, all his stories and stuff. So, because it's easier for him to speak it, and then now with with the different Mac programs, whether he actually transcribes it for him. Um, and that's what's great about working with the um, with the TZ3 is we're all different. We all can come with different styles. We're kind of like the uh, the Wu Tang Clan of comics. Okay. For those not sure, the Wu Tang Clan was a '90s. Hip hop conglomeration featuring the Giza, the Rizza, Inspector Deck, Raekwon, Superior to Superior, yeah, not Superior. He got uh, Osiris Cyrus, aka Big Baby Jesus, aka ODB. So that's their hip hop lesson for today. Hey, dirty. So that's why this mic would be out. Hey, dirty. Okay, so these are what my thumbnails look like, guys. Um, 
This is actually the original storyline um, thumbnail I did for the, uh, the new issue of Evenfall. Um, so like I said, the approximate size of this is uh, two and a half by three, three and a half, like the size of a baseball card, a uh, football card depending on your sport of choice. Um, so you can see really rough. Um, some of you guys who are visual could probably already kind of see part of what the story is. Um, some of you like, what this squiggles? Um, but, so as you go, so that's how I break it down. I've got, you know, trying to figure out the pace of the story. A lot of times people ask me, oh, how do you figure out, come on in guys, you're just getting to the good part, I'm starting. You just missed a good, uh, some good uh, Raekwon jokes. And yeah, I did the, uh, is he a Brooklyn? Oh, but he's not from Shaolin, no. Uh, by the way, this is Justin. I have no idea who he is. We just divided himself up, so he's like my epic man for the for the show. But I am cool as heck. Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre. Wow. Don't get an ice cream headache thinking about how cool I am. I always like to use the hashtag ice cream headache. Um, so this is my thumbnails. This is how I tell my story. So the entire book, I break down in thumbnails. Um, um, so I have some idea where the story goes. My dialogue, I do more Marvel style and. Anybody remember what Marvel style is from 36 seconds ago? Anybody? Anybody? Galactus. Galactus, exactly. That's a good way to do Excelsior, true believer. So after I get my thumbnails, I actually do um, a little bit different. Um, this is where, as an independent guy, I kind of cut corners a little bit, but not much. Um, this is where I use technology a little bit. I scan this into uh, my computer using Photoshop. And then I have a, um, a scanner printer that scans and prints 11 by 17. 11 by 17 is the size of that comic book page is created before it's shrunken. Shrunken? Shrinking? Shrank? What's the word, Justin? Make a little out of that. Okay. So it'll sh shrink it down so then your, your lines are crisper and also your details are better because now it's a smaller size. I actually printed what's known as a non-photo blue. And what a non-photo blue pencil is, a um, drafting pencil, that when you scan or photograph it, it doesn't show. So that saves me time because I'm not using graphite where I have to really erase it. Because as an independent creator, the most important thing is getting something else out. Um, every time I go the second time into a show, like next time I come to Fort Lauderdale, I better have a new thing. Because you guys are gonna come, hey, I saw you last year and you still have the same issues. Every time I go, because I'm now, I go, you know, I'm a circuit, I'm in Des Moines, Austin coming up, and, um, you know, I gotta make sure I got something new, because that's what the part of the story is. I wanna get my stories out, but still I wanna have a nice rapport. Rapport? Rapport. Okay, thank you, I appreciate it, Justin. A good rapport with um, the fans and the folks to come and purchase my stuff. So what I do is now I take the roughs and I actually print it, 11 by 17, so that thumbnail now is blown up and that's actually printed on the artboard. And so what I then do is I go in and I actually start cleaning it up. So I use a non-photo non blue pencil to actually clean it up. Um, so I take the printer up on the bliss board and I uh, start making arrangements and adjustments. Um, I don't use a regular pencil anymore because um, I'm so used to non-photo blue because the graphite really, um, it sometimes makes a mess on the board, you know, especially now I moved down here from Minneapolis. The humidity kills my pencils and my boards uh, that I use. I have actually almost relearned how to redraw because of the way the, the pages are. 
and sticks. So this is uh, kind of how I start getting tighter um, with my pencils. Um, so, but like I said, this is just how I do it. If you want to use regular pencils, whatever's, whatever's best. And then from there, I go to inks. And I'm using this standard technology and standard ways that they've always done it. But comic reducing is creating all the, um, the, the darkness, that crisp lines of comics you always see that it, I stay with that classics. So what I do is I ink straight on that board. And you notice too is I switch the, um, let's go back a bit. I switch the uh, panel breakdowns at the bottom. So it's a little bit different. And actually we'll go back to the roughs. See the roughs here? It's kind of the first panel in the bottom row. It's a, a, a officer of law saying, ho, stop, not ho, it's a whole thing. Hold, I'm sorry, the New York cut out of it. Hold, um, and then a close-up of someone's face, and then a group shot, and then a close-up of someone else's face. But what I ended up doing is going more for some of the more the dramatic. So I have the cop, then I have a close-up of a, um, of someone with a gun to the head, and then the cop's slowly going for his, his service revolver, and then the, the close-up, the extreme close-up in the eye with a tear coming down, kind of the build it up. Um, and that, since this is the first page of the book, and with everything I always do with my books is try and do what they know as a page turn. And what a page turn is basically a mini cliffhanger for every set of two pages you have. So that bottom right-hand corner, you know, you want, hey, it's you. Thank you, Justin. Justin, why is he crying? You know, what is that reason? Come on in and hang out. We're cool in here. Oh, deuces. Um, so that's, you know, that's going to make you want to turn the page. You know, because when you see a comic, because I have all kinds of browser copies at the table. When you see a comic, you come in, check it out, read it. And then you know, hey, why do I, you know, why do you want to keep going? What brings you back? Um, I was about to do a blues traveler reference, but I might lose my street cut if I did. Yeah, sorry, I'm not even going to that one because the hook brings the hook brings you back. No. You find yourself having to edit the story mm -hmm. just to make sure you get that page turned. Wow, well, to edit the story, he asked uh, Justin actually made a useful contribution to this uh, this organization or this proceeding. But yes, actually sometimes you go through and like this one, I actually made the, decided that I needed a stronger page turn on the first page. So thank you, Justin. Um, so what I do next and what I, my books are black and white. And uh, discoveries is I like black and white and as an independent creator, you will like black and white as well. One of them is my stories. This one, as I said before, is Evenfall. It's like CSI meets The Exorcist. So it's kind of a, we call it voodoo noir as well, where it's like a film noir, um, but it's also got some dark elements to it and some supernatural things. And that darkness kind of ties it in. And um, that's what's, what's nice about the black and white is you can use that. Another thing with black and white when you're creating comics and as an independent publisher, the two most important things you have are time and money. Um, time is kind of what I'm searching through, but creating a black and white comic <clears throat> versus a color comic right now, it's 
probably four times the cost to create a color comic. Um, so I've used the ability to create a really unique style that I don't think anyone out there really has at, at this time, where I use the using tones. And what tones are are all those grays are actually created by um, black dots. So depending on how close or how far or how large the, the dots are, um, is the tone of gray. <clears throat> they used to be done on uh, back in the day. Back in the day, when I was a young child, uh, Zipatone, where they actually showed sheets. So anybody remember Zipatone? Where they showed sheets. Well, hello, lady. So, yeah, I got a Jerry Lewis moment. Jerry Lewis was a comedian from the 50s. Oh. See, so, yeah, so, yeah, the Wu-Tang and then the Jerry. See, I'm trying to, trying to hit everybody. Oh, Reggie Jackson. Now, but number 44, Left Field, Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. Um, now, now, you, now you're getting me talking. Very good. You're, you're a good facilitator. But Zipatone just think you actually come in the sheet. Sorry. No beer, no beer and cake for them. Um, but you used to actually have to cut it out to the shapes. Now, using Photoshop, you're able to um, put that there. So this is what my tones look like without the full cover. And then next, here's the lettering, okay? It's okay to ask for help with lettering because a lot of times when you're working, especially with lettering, um, and my, my friend, my editor, Lucas Munson, like I said, is a, was a high school English teacher. So he'll, he goes over my stuff and, hey, this doesn't work, this works, you know, with um, um, setting it up. But with lettering, you want to read it, reread it, reread it, print it again, reread it, reread it. Give it to somebody you trust, have them reread it. Um, because so many times I've seen independent books or even non-independent books come out and <clears throat> there's a spelling error, you know. As you, there's all the memes out there like there, 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 and you know, make sure you're using right forms. Um, but then um, I use, everything is, very little is done by hand for lettering anymore because the computers. Um, so I do um, the edits and the lettering right there. And then here is what the completed page looks like. So as you see, it's kind of a um, you know different look. There's really not anybody that's really using that full tone pages um, that I use. If there is, let me know because I really would like to check somebody else that's kind of using a similar style that I am. But this is the the setup. It's um, a large uh, shopping center, um, the inside of the shopping center, the um, peace officer, law officer, cop, whatever you like to call. Um, the close up on the. Uh, oh look, good job, Justin. Yeah, you like you like the height. You you you're the height man. You are you are my flavor flavor. Yeah, boy. Um, then the the gun, the gun, and then uh, you know, please help me. So that is what the final picture picture and of the page looks like for even fall issue two number one. So basically, the next thing is okay. I've got my comic done. How do I get it out there? How is it consumed? So when I say print, print anymore is not necessarily print. You have it. You hold it. You know, they're holding your hand. Um, there's so many different ways that comics are consumed now. Um, You've got the web comics. You know, there's a couple different ways. Anybody reading any, you know, probably read some web comics out there now. 
There's a couple different sites that are free to use. There's WordPress and Comic Press, which are actually set up to set up to create a daily or weekly or however you want to do it pages. I know there's some great comics out there. Uh, one's a uh, uh, strip called uh, Pandora's Box, which comes out with a full page comic uh, three times a week on his site. And then there's uh, a couple of good ones out there. There's one of my favorites is a story called Pirate Mike. And it's about a suburban, uh, a pirate who came off the seas and now lives in suburban Minnesota. And one of my favorite things he had was uh, he grabbed his son because his son was downloading music legally. His son, yeah, he was a pirate, you know, he's like, so, yeah, I, I just find it humorous. But there's a couple different ways. I know guys that actually use um, their social media pages, their Instagrams, um, to actually put comics on there. Because there's so many different ways out there. Tumblr, um, Amazon Kindle, you can actually go on to Amazon and use their comic book creator, and you're able to put your comics up there on Kindle, so they can download the Kindle or Kindle app on your iPod or iOS. So it's out there. So that basically is free. You just have to take the time to, to get it out there. So you don't have to put that money out there and do it. Indie Planet is actually in conglomeration uh, with uh, a company called Gablam, which I'll talk to in a minute, where they actually, um, well, they'll print your comic for you, but they'll also be able to put digital on there for you. So just a quick hands, anybody reading their comics digitally now or, you know, okay. It's actually, you know, it's, it's a good number. It's, it's growing. Um, the big one is Comicology. Anybody using Comicology for their stuff? Okay. Comicology for the independent guy is, is, is you can do it, but they are very slow. Um, we put Alpha X in there. We submitted it beginning of May we just got approval we just got put up last Wednesday so that's um, I'm not good with that elements of that okay, that is Justin let me know man your pay is cut in half yeah. so let's see yeah sir was that the first submission to comicsology or just the first one after Amazon took over no it's the first it's the first the first submission and all the independent guys that deal with that deal with Comicology Submit, the first time you put a book through them, it takes about five to six months. But afterwards, they get a little better because they've now created your account for you. Air quotes uh, for those listening later. I just did air quotes. Create your account. I believe it's a little bit easier. Um, but what's tough is you're trying to do day and date type stuff um, and you know waiting that long. Um, but now I have the next submission in with them, and I'll you know let you guys know how how it goes. But right now, Alpha X is hey, how you doing, dude? You missed it. You missed Welcome it. The coolest head comic show. Yeah, I, this guy, he's my my head man. I'm just talking about making comics. Um, but yeah, it's it's getting Alpha X is now there. So if you search Alpha X, you can um, pick that up. It's just we're because you're just trying to get out there. So actual print. Um, there's some physical print, you have your local printers, because there's so many local printers. Um, you know, Joe Schmo or what have you, it's Joe Schmo's printing. Uh, the online options right now are Kablam, and like I said, Kablam is great, because Kablam will do print on demand. And what that means is you can send them their, your comic, and you can use that to order as well. 
So they can, somebody can come and they can order your comic through Kablam and Kablam will mail it to you and then send you a check for what you sold. But also Kablam will also let you order 10 copies if you want 10 copies or 50 copies if you want 50 copies. Um, little pricier um, on stuff, but it's a nice feature. And like I said, if you order through them, you order one copy, you're automatically now able to do print on demand through them and for them to place the orders for you. But also then now you're on Indie Planet, so where you can do your, your story with them. Um, and then there's larger options and there's some, some places um, like the two major ones are Crack and Print and uh, Print Ninja where you can do if you want to do a thousand copies or two thousand copies that's where bulk's done that a lot of that stuff's all done overseas um i usually like to go local to a local printer where i can hopefully do a good deal with because you know keep it you know really keep it local and try and keep everybody involved um so that's some of the different options you have there a lot of times the shows people ask well i want to i want to create what what reference books do you suggest about creating comics um, these are the ones um, I've used and some of the ones um, that uh, really the great basics to kind of build a great comic um, comic library on one is the uh, the first one first two ones are great books to Will Eisner everybody everybody heard of Will Eisner um, okay yeah Will Eisner's uh, um, created a character called the spirit uh, back in the, uh, I believe the 40s, don't misquote me on the actual times. But he's also the, the man that's really um, known as the person that's created the true graphic novel, where it's a true long form use of, of the comic format. And one of the loves I love about comics, and a lot of people don't realize what comics is, comics are not, everybody just thinks they're superheroes. They're not. Com that's a genre. Comics is a medium. It's like going to the movies, and you go to the movies, there is 15 now cinemas, and every different kind of movie. Same thing with comics, there's romantic comedies, there's horror, there's crime, uh, there's science fiction, uh, there's superheroes, of course, which is a large factor here, but it's not just that. Um, and Will Eisner did some nice slice of life stuff, and Jughead, actually the new Archie stuff are really good. Uh, Mark Waits writing Archie. Um, then another grade is DC Comics has out individual guides called uh, the guide to writing, guide to penciling, inking, coloring. So it has a whole book on each. Um, Brian Michael Bendis, I'm not, you know, he's known for the Avengers. Um, a great run on Daredevil. Um, if you get a chance to find his uh, his own independent stuff called uh, AKA Goldfish, where he actually was writing illustrated, it's um, really a great book. It's where I like. Some of my inspiration from Evenfall came from. Um, he's got a great, great book about uh, the art and business of creating comics because he does some independent stuff too. Where I learned to draw from was uh, Stanley and John Mishima, How to Draw the Marvel Way, which is still in print. My copy is is old, old, yeah, yeah, old. Mine, mine is old and ripped and teared, but still. Hey, where's Luigi? Hey, it's a Mario. Hey! hey, hey. <laughs> We're having Italian. Like I did, I, like I did the, I went, I went full Italian for you, Mario. Where's the Luigi? Hey, Paisano, Paisano, hey! Hey, where's the? I need the the, the ziti. 
<laughs> it's a pizza. Is Luigi with you? Because you didn't just come with it by yourself, right? And he, he always like, I do it. I'm just wearing my strap room, my flat room hat. Yeah, I just want to bend those hats sometimes. You see, I just want to bend and put a little pizza. Like, come on, that can't be comfortable. Is that comfortable? It can't be comfortable. Um, Scott McCloud's got some really great books. He's got Understanding Comics and Making Comics, which are actually comics. Uh, they're actually comics about making comics. So, so a lot of stuff you learn about the science and the um, kind of like the philosophy of comics in those books. Plus, now you're in a day and age where you can go to YouTube and you can search your favorite artist, or and you can say, you know, type in um, Neil Adams, and then you can see Neil Adams drawing something. Or you can come out here and see Neil Adams. Yeah, he, Neil is Neil's a good guy. Or I'm. Um, yeah, exactly. He will tell you how great he is too, and that's what's great about Neil. Um, so, the, but you're able to look up. There's so many blogs about comics now. You got. Uh, as my sister says, GTS, which stands for Google, Google that stuff. You put Google anything in Google, you'll find whatever you're looking for. Um, a lot of people use ask me, you know, I mentioned different things and, and what programs do I use? Because I use, you know, use the technology out there. Um, what The one I use the most is um, Photoshop, of course. And what's nice about Photoshop these days, is they have what's known as their creative cloud. And what the Creative Cloud is, before if you wanted Photoshop, you had to pay $800, $900 for the program. Now they have, uh, Adobe has gone to the Creative Cloud where it's a subscription-based program. Where you could rent it, they have a photographer's package, which is Photoshop and a program called Lightroom, where you can rent it for $10 a month. And I know guys that get it when they need it. Like they'll rent it for a month, and then not have it, and then rent it for a month, um, which is which is nice. Another one I use is uh, AstroPad, which is not really an, um, a creative app, but is an app that helps me be creative. AstroPad is. Um, does anybody know what a Wacom or Cintiq is? Okay, what a Cintiq is or a Wacom is actually a screen that you can draw on. Um, and they run about what? Uh, small ones, a thousand, are, um, and then the larger ones, uh, like two th two thousand or three thousand, the higher. You actually draw right on the screen. So a lot of guys have been doing things digitally. What AstroPad is is, um, I think it's like twenty bucks. It turns your iPad, which or iPhone now. And most a lot of people have those. And that turns that into a Cintiq like um, that you can actually use through Wi-Fi or you can plug in. So it actually turns your um, your tablet into a uh, input device, so you can actually draw right on it. Um, and that's it, that's a nice thing that I, I ran across one day. And then the other program I use uh, sparingly, like a lot of illustrators use full is Manga Studio. Where it's actually you can draw your comics. It sets your, helps you put your grids in and do everything right, right online, right through, through drawing them. Have you heard of any of these before? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Justin has heard of them. Manga, yeah. It's also called Clip Studio or Clip Art Studio. But really, all you need, guys, is is an idea, a pen and a paper, and maybe a copy machine or a printer. Because major comics, if you have a story, make it. Um, you don't have to get all fancy. 
Um, first comics I made were folded pieces of paper in half, stapled, with a quick story there. Um, you know, really just get your idea out there. There's a guy in Minneapolis called King, King Mini, and he's probably made probably a hundred different mini comics over the years, and they're all hysterical and just great, great little stories where they actually create them and they're just folded pieces of paper in half. Just get your stories out there. If you, if you, this is your passion, and if you love comics and you love getting that out there, do it. It doesn't matter, you don't need all the fanciness. All you need, you don't need a, a cool little glove thing like I have. Um, just all you need is a, a pen. A pen, I say a pen because it's easy to photocopy, you know, whatever, you know. These days now too is, you know, your phone. I know guys that have created comics using the uh, sketchbook app on their iPhone. And, you know, it's whatever you want, whatever you need to do. But basically here, is, is just the tips. Uh, sometimes they do that. Um, basically, what would that be, Justin? Do the work. Do the work. Sit down and do the work. Um, set goals and deadlines. You're your own boss when you're making your own comic. You know, things, life happens, things happen, but still try and set the goals that you can hit and hit them. Whether, whether it's, I want to have my whole script written by November 1st, I want the story's thumbnail by December or whatever. Set goals you know you're going to hit. Number two, number three, what would number three be? Do the work. Notice the trend. Find somebody honest to help you. I have a couple people, you know, growing up in New York, I have some people that are really honest with me. But I have, okay. I have some, you know, have folks that um, will listen to it and also um, that are able to read it and be honest. So I usually go to a friend of mine that's honest that read comics and then I have a friend of mine that doesn't read comics. Because one, you have the inside of the, of the style and the um, of way it's done and the other one is well, more of an honest feel. Next one. Do the work. Do the work. Yeah. Next, what I do a lot of times is print it out, change perspective. Does anybody know the mirror when you're taking, taking art class? Anybody uh, did the mirror technique? Did any of our teachers teach you the mirror technique? What's the mirror technique? Um, like, it's a mirror? Yeah, it's a mirror. Very good. <laughs> well, that's close. You use a mirror when you're drawing something, and you use a mirror, you look at it. And it gives you the reverse. It changes perspective. Or it's like when you see a painting, they move back and they look at the painting. You'll see the errors, especially when you're doing people. It's symmetrical. So when you look in a mirror, you'll see, hey, this eye is higher than the other. But change perspective. Go somewhere. Like go to the coffee shop. Go to the park. Go to the library. Look at yourself somewhere else where you've than where you've created it from. Because you can almost new new eyes. Um, set up different. Then review. What's next? Do the work. Do the work. Um, Put the controller down, okay? Skyrim took maybe a year of my life. Um, those, Skyrim is an open uh, role-playing game, but but basically, yeah, because so many guys are here, that no, I didn't finish it because I, you know, I know you're playing all day. I know yeah, Destiny, Destiny called off, yeah, the, you know. But, okay, what question, any of you guys got questions for me, anybody? Yes, sir? What do you do about copyrights? Copyrights. What's happening now, and it's a little bit easier, copyrights are a little, not really tricky. I know some people say, do the, um, do the mail yourself trick. 
Um, you can go through Library of Congress, they send you the paperwork, put the paperwork through. But what's nice now is with the internet and with social media and stuff, everything is timestamped, everything is out there. So as you start putting your story out, like do teasers, do everything. So now while you're waiting for the copyright paperwork, you just search online, Google, GTS it, um, and put copyrights. But as you're waiting for the full copyrights to come back, you now have proof that, hey, my story was put out online, date stamped, um, October, October 2nd at 11.42 a.m. So there, hey, I've been out almost illegal, illegal bonding things, but it's a good question. Anybody else? Anybody? Yes? Whenever you make uh, a comic or just, let's say, an image, and you post it online, do you recommend putting some sort of uh, trademark or a little what, what I do is, most of my stuff I don't watermark it, as you say. Um, because most of the stuff, I, I'll do a couple different things. My stuff is my stuff that, if you see my comic industry from like Evenfall or Prison Game, you can tell it's me because of my style. My other stuff is my, my fan art type stuff. I don't own those characters anyway. I usually, my signature, because I have a pretty distinct name and my signature is just cool, K-O-O-L. So I sign, make sure you see my signature. And I put it out enough places between Instagram and what have you. Um, it, I'm not really a watermark guy, but some people I know, some people steal things like that. Just because more than like a business aspect, you know when you're trying to get your name out there? Yeah. There's so many things that people post everywhere. Um, just like, yeah. Just like when you get like but yeah, no, if you do, because I see people that do those big, obnoxious watermarks. Yeah. No. Just like put it in the bottom, hey, cooltech.com. You know, that's that's good. I can put it somewhere too where it really can't be cropped, but not obnoxious. Actually, a really good question. Anybody else? Okay. Hey, where you at, yo? That's where I, I, I always say that. Um, here's where I am. Everything. Pretty much anywhere you want to find me, I'm cool as heck. Just Instagram, I had to put spaces. PowerPoint, you can email me and I will more than happy send you the keynote or PowerPoint paragraph. Exactly. So that's that's pretty much where I am. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, really appreciate you taking the time. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.